Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta. I have been a food blogger for 13 years, so I understand how isolating food blogging can be. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. Have you ever experienced burnout? I truly hope the answer is no, but if you have, or if you feel like you've even been on the verge of being there, you will definitely want to listen to this episode. Danielle Walter from Went Here, Ate This joins me in the episode to talk about her experience with burnout and how she recognized it, how she dealt with it, and how she has used that experience to really transform her business. She runs multiple businesses and has learned to grow them successfully by taking care of herself and by creating boundaries in her life and investing in quality business coaching and hiring out when needed and a handful of other things. Join us in this episode. It is so good. Even if you have not ever experienced burnout, you'll want to listen because there's a lot of great nuggets here. This is episode number 453, sponsored by Rank IQ. I have a quick question for you, food bloggers. One year from now, fast forward and imagine yourself there. Do you want to hear yourself say, that was the best investment I could have made in my blogging business? If the answer to this is yes, awesome. Then the 2024 eBlog Talk Mastermind Group might be the perfect solution for you. Get 25% off now through October 31st, so act fast. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to apply today. Real quick, here's a clip from Jen from Cook, Eat, Go talking about how this mastermind group served her better than other groups she's been in. I was struggling to keep up with everything. And so like I joined the mastermind in hopes that it was better knowledge than what I was getting from Facebook groups where you ask everybody and everybody has an opinion, like the ladies in the group and the gentlemen, because we had a gentleman in ours, um, they grew to know my content. And so like they were able to fine tune advice to what my sites were about and what my needs were. And then like they learned to understand how my brain works. So when they came down to explaining some of the technical stuff, they were able to break it down for me better than I would have with a stranger from a Facebook group email. Danielle Walter has been a food blogger for almost seven years at Went Here, Ate This. She spent the first two and a half years struggling, not knowing anything about blogging. Then she dove into learning about keyword research and grew her blog to about 175,000 visitors a month while starting and growing two other businesses and working full-time. The blog focuses on creating internationally inspired recipes, as well as a strong focus on sous vide cooking. Danielle, thank you so much for being here today. How is your day going so far? Hi, Megan. I'm having a great day so far. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Me too. This is a really important topic, I think, for us to talk about. It's something that we tend to maybe shove under the rug a little bit because... I don't know. We like to think we're Superman and Superwoman and, you know, burnout doesn't catch us, but it often does. Totally, totally. Definitely always like to think I'm super strong, but this is something I think a lot of people, a lot of people deal with. Yes, so true. But before we get into that, 
topic. Do you have a fun fact to share with us? So I thought about this a little bit. So fun fact I have back in 2004, which is a long time ago, back in 2004, I actually spent about eight months, a little less than a year over in Iraq doing audits. I used to be an accountant doing audits of defense contractors over there in Baghdad. Actually, I stayed in in the palace over there. It was an interesting time. Oh my gosh. Wow. What an experience. I bet you came home with just, yeah, memories and all kinds of, yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was crazy. I got to ride in a lot of Blackhawk helicopters and had to wear all the, all the gear and everything. So it was an interesting time because I was a civilian. So it was all kind of new to me. Wow. That's so cool. Okay. That's something that has never been shared as a fun (laughs) fact on the podcast. So you just trumped everyone. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There you go. Great way to start, right? Yeah. Okay. So I love our topic today. I know it gets a little bit heavy, but I think it's really important to bring this to light and just tell people how they can cope with it because it kind of hits all of us at some point or another, unfortunately. But I think, Danielle, to start, if you just kind of tell us a little bit about your blog, I think that will naturally lead into this topic. Well, thank you, Megan. And so my blog, um, it's called Went Here, Ate This. So I actually started it back in 2016 as it was going to be a like traveling around the world and eating food type of blog. But at the time, like I worked full time. So I, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. It, it has evolved over time. I don't travel the world. I uh, ended up probably a year later focusing more on creating recipes. And I've always been a food lover. So like creating recipes is something that kind of came naturally to me. So it was a natural progression. And I it took me a a long time to understand blogging. I would say like I I qualified for Mediavine in the fall of 2018, like right right as the holidays were hitting. So that was great. But like those first two years, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of like writing recipes, throwing them up there. You know, like everybody a lot of people that started out, they have like the photos, they're orange in the kitchen, like, you know, <laughs> with my cell phone. Of like, course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I started too much differently than a lot of a lot of bloggers started who didn't know anything about it. So I started that. And then like I had my audit with Casey, of course, beginning of 2019. And that really changed the progression of my blog. I, I got a lot more focused, really started doing a lot of SEO. Social media has never really been a big part of my blog traffic. So I started doing SEO. And since then, I just kind of grew it to where it is today. A couple of years ago, I started to niche down doing sous vide cooking. So a lot of what I focus on, yeah, a lot of what I focus on now is sous vide cooking. Um, I also do some, some other stuff, but it's really internationally focused also. So I use like a lot of international flavors because we do, my partner and I do enjoy traveling. Um, and even though we don't get to travel the world and write about places that we've eaten, you know, we, we do a little bit of traveling. And I like to learn about different cuisines and draw the grocery store aisles of like all the different types of markets and stuff we have. I live in San Diego, so we have a pretty, pretty diverse culture here. So yeah. There's a lot of different markets. I learn a lot about different foods and everything like that. So that's kind of where hmm. that's kind of where we are. Yeah, I love hearing each individual blog kind of journey. Everyone has its own personality and its own story. So that's really cool. And I know that 
you're bringing this topic to the table because you have unfortunately experienced the burnout that comes with food blogging. So what would you say led up to that point? So basically, a lot of it started with COVID. I worked full-time. I was a CPA. I worked full-time as an accountant for many years, and that was up until COVID. And when COVID hit, I made a lot of changes to my life. I, I put a lot more focus into the blog. And I also started, I bought another blog, um, not a food blog, a finance-related blog. It's another passion of mine. And then I also started two new businesses, mainly because wow. I was, un- un- yes, I know. So, th- I mean, this is what was leading to it, mainly because I was unhappy in my job. So starting those two businesses, trying to grow the blog and working full-time kind of started me down the path to the burnout. And then I quit my full-time job in September of 2021 to focus on all the other three businesses. And between that time and I think when I finally had, I don't know if you want to call it a nervous breakdown, but pretty close to it in the spring of 2022, like between quitting my job, you know, like as a CPA, like I was actually CFO of a company and I made pretty decent money, which was great. And quitting that job and working with three, you know, I don't know if you want to call the blog a startup still at that time, like it was making money, but it wasn't making millions. Yeah. (laughs) And the other two startups like really put me down a path of, I would say like financial insecurity. So, Mm. you know, startup companies sometimes lose money at the beginning. And I got really stressed. I was working probably 90 to 100 hours a week oh. on all three of them. And I was, yeah, I really, I put myself in the position because I thought I'm like, I'm strong. I can handle this. Like I can do anything, which I do believe is true to a point. But I got to a point where I was just so burned out and I didn't feel like I was seeing progress with any three. I was just like flailing and uh, I just hit a wall. So like I got in contact with a business coach. I don't remember how I, I think just a mutual friend introduced me to her and I met with her. And even though I was financially struggling, I still hired her because I didn't know what else to do. And even when within those first few weeks, I, I got to a point where there was a week where I just like turned off my phones and basically just like completely shut down and laid on the couch in my living room and watched TV. Cause I just couldn't, I just couldn't deal. And this is going to sound, I'm sure my partner maybe will listen to this, but like he was working at the time. And like, when I knew he was about to get home from work, I could hear the garage open and I would like scramble and like go in just to hide it. Cause I didn't want him to know. I didn't want him to know. Aww. I would like hide it, like scramble, get into my office and pretend like I'd worked a, worked a full day, which is terrible, but it is what it is. <laughs> I don't think that's terrible. We do what we have to do. And it's, not something in the moment you really wanted to get into, probably, right? Like, correct. Want, I didn't want like, him yeah. to see me as weak. Yeah. I thought at the time, I thought it was weak to, to be like mm. that. And then in retrospect, you look back and you realize that it wasn't weak at all, that you were actually like incredibly, you know, strong and doing so much. So it was the opposite of weak. But in the moment, yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. I think it is so amazing and impressive that you just knew that you needed the business coach and that you didn't necessarily have the resources for it, but you just knew like, I need this step and I'm going to invest in it. 
right? I think that is so cool because a lot of people would have not done that. Like they might've had the thought, like maybe a business coach would help, but then like, oh, I don't have the money. So I'm just going to keep wallowing and chugging along. But I love that you did that. Yeah. It was a hard decision to make because when you're not bringing in the money that you need, just to think about spending the money was very difficult, but it's one of the best decisions that I ever made. Yeah. I invested in a business coach a few years ago and it was hard. I mean, it's not like a, it's a lot of money and it's not an easy decision. It took me a lot of strength and courage to do that, but it has been one of the best investments I've made. It has made such a difference in my life and my business. So I encourage anyone who has that, if you are at the stage of burnout, or even if you're not, like even if you just know you need that extra nudge to get where you want to go. Oh my gosh. There's so much value in finding a good business coach. It makes a huge difference. It really does. Okay. So once you hired the coach, then I'm assuming you started maybe turning things around a little bit and realizing you needed to make changes. Yes. 100%. She, she helped me focus on um, the things that were important because it's hard when you're when you're in it, you're just working constantly and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. And that's kind of what I was feeling. And, you know, like she she helped me kind of take a step back. So I take a step back. One of the biggest things that helped me get control of all this was time blocking and figuring out like where like for a few weeks, it's just and I still do this, like just tracking my time, like 30 minute increments. Like I write down what I'm doing. And when I started doing that, I realized, God, I'm just like spending so much time, like just doing, I won't say meaningless tasks, like everything has its place. But like in the, in the time I was in, I needed to be focusing on the task that would actually drive my businesses. Like I was spending so much time just in emails, answering emails and just doing administrative, administrative stuff that felt like it was work, but wasn't the work that was driving my businesses. So she really helped me see where I was spending my time. And that helped me start time blocking using my calendar. And like, I still do that now. And it, it just makes my life so much better. It makes it so much easier. I only work about, I'm still going to say I work about 45 to 50 hours now, but like I have so much more freedom. Yeah. The time, so time tracking can lead to good time blocking. I think that's such a key there. Like if you don't know where you're spending your time, figure that out first and then kind of tweak it. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those situations where I just thought I was really busy all the time. And in reality, I was just mismanaging my time so badly. Yeah. I just, I was busy all the time, but just not on the right thing. So now, and part of time blocking was putting time in there for myself. And me and my coach struggled with that at the beginning because I would put time in there for myself and then I wouldn't do it. I would, it would do something with work instead. And she says, you're not, you know, you don't do yourself any favors. Like taking time for yourself has actually been like a huge catalyst in helping me grow these businesses, which are no longer losing money. Oh, good. And isn't that funny how we put ourselves on the back burner and it's really, if you're used to doing that, it's really hard to get to a point where you're prioritizing self-care and exercise and like downtime and all of that. But once you do it, you see the magic. Am I right, Danielle? You just see like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
And at the beginning, I will say when I was first doing it, like I would go take a walk on the beach and I would spend the entire time thinking like I need to be doing something else <laughs> like this is. But like over time, like that goes away. Like I go to the gym five days a week now. I take time for myself. I don't work weekends anymore. Rare occasions, but I don't work weekends at all anymore. So I have a five day work week. I go to the gym. It's amazing. Yes, those boundaries, right? Like just creating boundaries with yourself and stopping work at a, that's my step one when I got to the point of burnout because I've been there too. My worst bout of burnout, I was like, I need to make a change. And I knew I just needed to start with one little thing. And so that was number one for me was you're going to put your computer down at five o'clock every night. And it was so hard because I was one of those people who worked around the clock. Like I would work in the evenings while my husband and I were watching TV. It was ridiculous, like all the time. So doing that was really hard, but it made such a big difference because it kind of created this snowball effect. Like, okay, now I've got that. Now I can stop working on weekends. And now, you know, like you can kind of build on those habits once you start them. Yeah, it becomes way easier. Like when you once you start, like it takes a little bit of practice. But like once you start, you realize there's always something else that you can do. Like you're never going to be done. And I think once you realize that, like there's just tasks that aren't going to be done. And when it's time to quit, it's time to quit. You know whether or not you're done or not, because you're never done. You're never done. Like any business owner knows that there's always something else you can do. Taking a really quick break from the episode to chat about Rank IQ, my favorite keyword research tool that is made just for bloggers. I love taking time off around the holidays, and one of the things that helps me do that is figuring out ways to be more efficient in my business. Rank IQ allows me to be more efficient and to take that time off that I so badly need this time of year, and most likely you do as well. How does it do this? For the past few years, I have published a lot of content that has been run through the Rank IQ Optimizer. I also selected a lot of the keywords from the keyword library to start with. A lot of that content has produced a really nice crop of traffic for me, giving my existing traffic a nice little boost. Looking through my analytics, I see four URLs that are in the top 10 for this year that came from keywords I found on Rank IQ and that I've run through the optimizer within the past couple of years. If you have not dug into Rank IQ yet, it's okay. You can always start today. Head over to rankiq.com to find that magic for your own blog and traffic. Now back to the episode. And it's almost good to learn that. Like, what you don't do the next week, you kind of readjust like, okay, I should have done that last week. And so you make changes. It helps you streamline your business, I think, when you... Yes. Yeah. When you have things kind of left over, right? Yes. Well, and something else that I, I did too in figuring out where to spend my time was I really took like a hard look into like all of my, my businesses, like including including the blog. And I was, you know, like what items am I doing that actually are driving the business forward and creating the revenue because like you like for for me to make any progress I had to get to the point where I was making profit where I was profitable and you know I spent a lot of time figuring out what those things were and then once I figured it out that's what I focused on so like I barely do social media at all because those weren't driving the needle and I was spending time on it so instead of spending four or five hours a week on Facebook, I spent four or five hours a week writing SEO optimized content because that's where mm. all my and and it's helped. It's grown. My revenue has grown this this year. It's grown quite a bit, and it's been it's been great because with revenue growth, then I'm able to start hiring out. 
Did you resist hiring out prior to that? So I've never been overly resistant on it because part of my goal with with all the, the work that I'm doing is to be able to, I guess, say, quote, passive income, have passive income. And I wanted to do just the recipe creating on my on my blog. But part of what I struggled with with hiring out where I was is I kept thinking I needed to make more money and needed to make more money. And that's something else my coach helped me with was, you know, as soon as you can afford it, that's when you need to do it. Because just having that extra time. So I actually hired out photography. I'm okay with photography, but I don't love it. And it takes a lot of time. And I hated doing process shots. Oh, it was one of the things I hated the worst. And I hired out photography and it was just the most amazing mm. decision I ever made. It was so helpful. I wish that I had done it earlier, like 100%. Yeah. And whatever it is that people, like everybody has their different, the different aspects of their blog that they like doing and right. aspects that they hate doing. And process shots was one of those that I hated doing. So it was hugely impactful. Yeah, that's a hard leap to take too for a lot of bloggers, just getting to that point. Because when you don't hire out yet, you always think like, oh, this is saving me money. Just me doing it is saving money. But then once you do it, you get that extra time to make money doing things you love. Exactly. Exactly. I, I enjoy writing and I, you know, like part of what I wanted to do was write a lot of posts because I do focus on the sous vide cooking, write a lot of posts that will be more helpful to people, not just recipes. And I just didn't have time to do that when I was doing everything. And, you know, this helped me create that time so I could start getting those posts out there. And I think that's what helped me grow my traffic this year also. You've mentioned niching down to sous vide a couple times. Do you feel like that's helped you to just kind of streamline your business? I think so. I think focusing on that, it's an area where there's not a ton of competition. So like niching down to that has enabled me to rank really well on, I would say 90% of the posts I do related to sous vide are at least on page one, which has been really, really great. Yeah. Like I really resisted niching down and I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with it. I still go back to some of the other recipes that I, I like posting and I post some of those also, but I think, I mean, I, I think it's one of the best ways you can really grow your business is by making it smaller. I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> no, I don't think that sounds crazy. Like you're narrowing your focus and mm -hmm. everything we're talking about is kind of related to that. Like you're narrowing what you're focusing your time on and what you're focusing your content on and your, you know, your attention and all of that. And I think that's kind of the key here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yes. So we talked about self-care a little bit and just creating boundaries. So you don't work on weekends and you just work five-day work weeks. Is there anything else you did to focus on yourself and make sure you're taking care of yourself? I actually take time every day to do a little bit of meditating. I'm not going to claim to be like an expert meditator. My brain wanders a lot, but I actually do it in the sauna at the gym. Like that's become oh, kind of like my it. sacred time. And it actually it also keeps me motivated to go to the gym because I say once I'm done working out, I get this time and I spend half an hour in there and it's just quiet, put meditation music on and I just close my eyes and I sit there for 30 minutes and try to meditate. And that has been, that's been amazing. Like it's really helped me calm my brain because I have a brain that works like a million <laughs> miles a minute, always thinking about everything. So like it helps me like 
really focus. Now I have to try hard because it wants to think when we're doing that. So I always have to bring it back, but it helps. Also doing a daily gratitude list, which I used to do years ago, um, but kind of got away from it. And I started doing that. And that is really helpful too, because, you know, especially when things are going maybe not so great. <laughs> it helps you keep focused on like all the things that are are good in in your life which you know for you know a lot of us we have a pretty good life <laughs> yeah like especially like where we live like I live in a great place I have a great house so all those things remembering to focus on those things has helped has helped a lot and just like mindset I've done a lot of mindset work and just all that has helped a lot. And really, like the weekends off has been great. Something I'm still kind of working on is my personal relationships has been an area that is going to be my new focus next year. It's something I that has kind of fallen by the wayside and everything that I've done. So that's, that is something I'd also like to like to work on. But bit by bit, right? You can't do it all at once. <laughs> it, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like just doing like little parts at a time. But yeah, like that. And I mean, the time blocking, honestly, like if you're not time blocking, like you should really, really think about starting to do it because I can get more done in a three hour time block than I used to be able to get done all day mm-hmm. just by that focusing. so true. There's so much power in that. That yes. just one little nugget right there, like it just forces you to be super intentional, super focused. And just to get your stuff done so you can have the evening off or the weekend off for whatever time off. Yes, I turn off everything, everything that I can. I turn it off and I just close my door. I'll tell my partner like, hey, I'm doing this. Like, leave, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I just do the work. And then it also helps because when, when you do that and you get done, it's there's such a great feeling of accomplishment because um, you actually got it. A lot of work done. Oh, it feels so good, doesn't it? Like, yes. Oh my gosh. On top yes, of the world. <laughs> so do you occasionally blip into those feelings that you used to have of just like, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious or stressed? Yes. <laughs> and what do you do love, when you get there? No. Yeah. I would love to say no, but like I even know. this week, this week has been like a tougher week and you know, you, I, I do, I get back down into those feelings. And what I try to do is I just I actually try to take more time for myself, even when I'm busier. Like I'm, I've been very busy the past couple of weeks, and things have been a little bit crazy. And like after this call here, like I literally, I'm parked at the beach right now. I'm gonna go take a nice long beach walk because I think I think that's important, and it's also important to recognize, at least for me, that like this is just temporary. Like I feel this way. It's just a temporary feeling. I'm just going to take some extra time for myself. Like maybe I'll just work half day today. Maybe I'll just finish whatever it is I feel like I need. And just working on like not feeling guilty for taking that time, which has been a, a process for me. Ditch the guilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just the, the guilt of like, I should be working right now and I'm not but it's okay. Like you have to take care of yourself first because I don't want to get back to that point of complete burnout. And I can, like, I feel it. You can feel it kind of starting to build. And I think at that point is when you need to take a step back. Like I take a step back and I say, okay, I've got to take, I've got to take some time. Yeah. The burnout memories are so raw and painful for me that if I feel even a twinge of it, I'm like, okay, whoa, I will do whatever I need to do to get out of this and not get back into that place because it is awful. 
It is. Yeah, it totally is. And that's, that's kind of how I feel. And sometimes it's me and I have to explain explain this to my partner too and he's so understanding and like very supportive of me which is great but I have to say look I just I need some time alone like and I just like I'm gonna take this time I've got to like step back reflect and a lot of that involves me like just thinking about all the good things that are happening because you can get wrapped up in everything that's not going the way you want to but being like I'm a heavy goal setter so I keep my goals up on my wall and actually track them and sometimes it's just a matter of me turning my head to look, I paste them up on my wall just so I see them, to look at it and see everything that I have already accomplished for the year. So even if there's a couple things that aren't going oh. well, like just seeing that and being like, you know what, things are going well. Like, look how much you've grown. Like, you deserve to take some time. Oh, I love that you do that. I think we should all do that. That's so powerful right there, just seeing how far you've come. And that helps. Can I tell you one thing that's really helped me recently? This is really new. I don't think I've shared this, but I tend to get, it sounds like we operate very much the same way, Danielle. And I tend to get caught up in like, oh my gosh, I like this goal isn't exactly achieved. And what am I, what am I going to do? So I have started just, first of all, seeing that like, okay, this is crazy. So awareness, like acknowledge that it's crazy. And then taking a step back and realizing that my end goal, so those big things I want, I know they're going to happen. So I just remind myself like, dude, you know those things are going to happen and this one little detail probably does not matter, right? Like it's not yes. going to impact your your whole life. So that in itself just clicked for me the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I can let go of this stupid little thing that I'm worried about. And that has been such a huge help for me. Oh, that's, yes, that is, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, like most of what, most of what we look at and what we stress about is not, like it's not gonna be a huge impact like in the whole scheme of your of your life exactly. and your life goals. It's just not. I love that. Yeah. So letting go of those little things. Okay. So if somebody's listening, Danielle, and they either are feeling twinges of burnout or they really want to avoid it, they never want to feel it, which yes, please avoid it if you can. Do yes. you have advice for them? Just things to put into place to be proactive about it? I really think like set, setting boundaries, number one. I do realize like entrepreneurs, when you're first setting out, like you are going to work some extra hours, but just setting some boundaries and making sure you're taking time for yourself. Like whatever it is that you enjoy doing that makes you feel kind of at peace figuring out what that is and taking like at least a couple hours each week to to do those things and self-care there's going to the gym also like I'm a healthy eater as well and you know whatever it is that makes you feel good and being like being easy on yourself like you said it's okay if you don't meet all of your goals at once like it's stuff takes time and it's okay if it's not happening as quickly as you thought and you know just just be easy on yourself it's so easy to be hard on ourselves. It's hard to be easy on ourselves. We we are all entrepreneurs. We're driven. We are goal, you know, like we like to achieve goals. So when it comes to like not achieving a goal and the time frame we want, it's so easy to just be like, why haven't you done this? You've let you down. <laughs> and it like is. that that grace is really hard sometimes. It is one, well, especially like there's a lot of you know, like social media out there. And even like listening to some podcasts, you hear like some bloggers like, yeah, I started six months ago. I'm already on Mediavine. Like, you know, have 
half a million pages a month and like you compare yourself to some of these people who maybe maybe got a little more success a little faster than you and it can be hard it can be hard to to do that so making sure that you realize that some of these people like are I don't want to say anomalies, but like it's not the norm. And like you shouldn't feel bad about yourself just because your journey is a little bit different. Yeah. Embrace your journey. I always, I've said that from the beginning. Your story is your story. Embrace it no matter what. My story is not a huge, like quick success story with my blog. And I'm okay with that. Like I am, this is a long game and I've been a slow grower. And I am like, that's great because it's allowed me to have this podcast and have so much understanding for every piece of the journey. So your story is unique and no matter what it is, embrace it. I know it's easier said than done, but it is, but yes. Yeah. Just like be conscious, (laughs) be conscious about it. Exactly. Is there anything else you feel like we should touch on relating to this topic, Danielle? I do want to say like, just for people who are feeling like if you get into that burnout position, like I obviously didn't do it, but I encourage you to like, let somebody know, like talk to somebody about it because like it can help sometimes just talking it out with other people, like whether it's another blogger, your partner, or, you know, like a a professional, whatever it may be. I I think it's important to kind of get it, get it out there. Mm, That's hard too. (laughs) A lot of the stuff we're talking about is like, well, that's not easy, but yeah, it's really important. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And hopefully you have good understanding people in your life who will receive it. And if not, like find a food blogger who you trust because we get it. You call me. I don't, I'll, I'm happy to talk through yeah, 100%, strategies. Like, yeah. You said you feel burnout. Send me a message. Like I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about it. Same. I love that. Well, thank you, Danielle. I love this topic. I am so grateful that you brought it to the table and thank you for just sharing about your story and for being vulnerable and for showing up today for this. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on. I I really appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with? So I had a couple that I had trouble choosing from, um, but one of them I actually first heard on the Food Blogger Pro podcast, Bjork, like a long time ago, he talked about being 1% better every day. Um, That was something that really, really stuck in my mind. And I think it actually came initially from James Clear, oh, Atomic yes. Habits. Yes, yes. Yeah, Atomic, Atomic Habits. Great, great book, great book. But like, I guess it kind of made it so like, I didn't feel like I had to like, do like this 100% improvement every day. I'm like, just like a tiny bit better every day. And like, that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. 1%, that's it. Just a little tiny bit. One of my favorites. Yep. Yes, love it. Thank you for sharing that. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Danielle, if anyone wants to go look at that. You can head to eatblogtalk.com forward slash went here, ate this. It's the worst blog name ever, but it is what it is now. (laughs) Oh gosh, no. And then just to mention eight is a numeral, so number eight. Yes. Yeah. And then tell everyone where they can find you, Danielle. So they can find me on Facebook at went here, ate this, Uh, Instagram, went here, ate this, Twitter, same. I don't really participate much on there. And uh, I also have a new cookbook out that can be found on Amazon. So it's a sous vide cookbook. It's literally just called The Sous Vide Cookbook, A Beginner's Guide to Gourmet Cooking Made Easy, Longest Title Ever. But So that's on on Amazon, but you can find that there too. And of course, my blog. That's awesome. Thank Thank you. 
And your blog is wentheareatethis.com? Yep, that's right. Awesome. Everyone, go check out all that amazing stuff Danielle mentioned. Thanks again, Danielle, for everything. And thank you for listening, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.